I made a mistake one time when I was doing a festival and, and the band had to pull out at the last minute because they were ill, but I didn't charge, put enough charge on my phone, didn't bring a charger. Oops. And it was the Monday and my battery ran out. I was like, where's the band? <laughs> Oops. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. You are joined by myself, John, in Cricklade, and Kieran is in Trowbridge. Hello. <laughs> Slightly distracted. The purpose of this show is to promote the local music and art scene. And we do that by playing a couple of tracks and talking about uh, gigs that are coming up and uh, having a guest on. We, we have got our third narrowboat resident guest on Sheer Isolation, which I think is pretty good going in two years to find three guests who live on boats. It is Mark White, incredibly chilled, calm, zen individual who also loves a proper rave or did love a proper <laughs> bizarre, rave. <laughs> but, but when he when he explained it, I totally got what he was referring to. But yeah, he, um, yeah, he, he's very zen, very zen. Yeah. <laughs> The two of you are working on a, a reggae night for Trowbridge, so we're going to be chatting about that uh, later on. Have you been involved in many gigs in the last week, Kieran? I, I've been hiding away in my little hovel for the last week. I've not seen much. Uh-huh. I'm always involved in gigs, John. It was a leading question, <laughs> yeah. Last weekend, uh, we had Cosmic Ninja and a band called Web. Uh, so Cosmic Ninja are from Bristol. They're kind of like a prodigy-style, sort of almost ravey, but not ravey, metal bands. The, the front woman has so much energy. She's incredible. Um, they, were, they were brilliant. And they were supported by a band called Webb, who are from Swindon, which play almost Tool-esque kind of technical rock. But the drummer is Nigel Powell from the Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls. And it was an absolute delight to, to meet up with him. They're, they're, they're one of these bands, right, that have got, they, they've ditched amplifiers and they're just using pods. So all of their music is like triggered and uh, can basically digitalized. Um, so they travel quite lightly. Explain what they, a pod is, because I was thinking it's uh, a way that you drink coffee. Aha, uh-huh. or, or I was thinking of a bean pod. But yeah, no, a pod. It's just basically like a, like, a, like a foot pedal that you just plug your guitar into. And then it has settings that you can change. You can change this type of sounds and, and sort of effects, etc. Right. I think we've already gone far too nerdy and lost most of the audience with, <laughs> with that. But it was re- it was interesting for me. I enjoyed it. Kieran, what or who is Boom Boom Raccoon? Oh, so Boom Boom Raccoon are a kind of light scar acoustic five piece from Bristol. Uh, they've really clued up on all of their um, like environmental concerns and the sort of social justice concerns. Um, and they're going to be coming to play in Trowbridge in a few weeks. And um, I picked them because I was looking for, for support acts. Who could I get support this act? And I, and I don't know who suggested it, but someone suggested they would like to see Boom Boom Raccoon. So I thought, what a great name. I'm going to look them up. And I listened and I thought, this is, this is literally the encapsulation of fun. You can just imagine what it just, they're going to make some music. We're going to have some fun. That's what they sound like. Um, so I've actually picked a song, which technically is a cover, but I don't think anyone's going to care about that. It's the Venga Boys. I want a uh, boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room. Uh, but it's by a band called Boom Boom Raccoon. Tonight, 
said before we kind of break the norms of the kind of things that we play is is we play stuff that you wouldn't tend to find anywhere else I'm not sure where you would even look to find something like that Kieran well done for finding Boom Boom by Boom Boom Raccoon Boom Boom Raccoon the Venga Boys reworking Um, but basically once you start humming it John it doesn't leave your head and it's actually quite irritating but they're so much fun they seem so lovely I've never met them but I'm sure when I meet them it'd be brilliant insane your your music taste is completely insane wonderful it's time for product placement and i can see you've got a frank turner vinyl behind you so by the time anybody hears this frank turner will have scored his first number one album or he won't have scored his first number one album we're all going to be really sad but this is uh his new album it's called frank turner hardcore that's a picture disc obviously it's a vinyl i've played it i've already got it out of its packaging and I've played it, which you shouldn't do with vinyl. People collect them, but I'm not a collector. I'm a listener. I'm a lover. 
Oh, well, that's Frank's new album, and I, I really rate it. I think the album's really, really good. Killer return to form. Um, but there it is. Um, and hopefully, by the time people listen to this, he's got his number one, and we can all just ecstatically rejoice in him achieving it. We do talk about Frank uh, a lot. What I need to try and convince you, Kieran, to, do, to run an entire podcast without mentioning his name once, because I'm not sure the last time that's happened. The thing is, I promoted him. I did his shows and stuff, so it, it, it crocks up quite often. When he, he is uh, over the last few years, he has become more and more of a, a, a known musician. But um, you, you were like you were there, like babysitting him, weren't you, Kieran? Back in the day, he used to come back to my house, and he you know, we had a party at my mum's house once, and there was stuff happening there. I was just sat with him, boring him, talking about venues and promoters and bands, and all he wanted to do was just have a smoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Frank. So there you go, product placement, and let's hope he's number one. <laughs> I've got all of my appendage, append, appendages. Appendage, that's right, isn't it? Yes, appendages. 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 I've got them all crossed, John. It is um, time for us to have a chat to our guests. As we mentioned in the opening link, we're talking to Mark White this week, who, who you know, Karen, because he does stuff at Trowbridge Town Hall. He um, does yoga classes, but there, there's a lot more to him than, than just yoga. There is indeed. There's a lot more to him. He's actually a bit like an onion. You know, you start um, start peeling him and you find more information out. So I, I was fascinated to learn a few bits and pieces here, which I didn't otherwise know. Yeah, that is what I always think about onions. Well, there's some more information. <laughs> <laughs> They're layers, aren't they? They're layers. I teach yoga in my spare time and I do a bit of DJing on my boat. Um, it used to be in my bedroom, but it's it's on my boat now and at, at gigs, um, mainly friends parties and little free free events going on. Um, I'm a plumber and gas engineer by trade. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing that for 15 years. I've, I've run my own business for 15 years. So you do you say you do yoga because it's uh, you do this um, thing called karma tree, don't you? Tell, tell me more about that, because although I see you coming into the building all the time, I don't actually know what you do. Well, Karma Tree, it, it was a um, donation-based yoga community um, where people just come along and they, they donate some money and I give them a free a free yoga class. Uh, my training in yoga is in pranayama, which is the breathing side of yoga. But I, I don't just teach that in my classes. It's a collaboration of all different stuff I've learned in different yoga classes. Am I right in thinking you have like a music element to this as well? You kind of almost, almost music therapy. Yeah, well, what happened was at, since the lockdown, the, the yoga community of Karma Tree sort of came to an end. And then I, I decided to take Karma Tree on as my own brand. Um, I do energy healing and as a part of the energy healing, I, I use sound nice. um, to help heal people and shift energies and change the vibration inside people, if you like. So I've started incorporating that into my yoga classes. So it's it's more of a, a sound healing class with aspects of yoga and pranayama and mantra incorporated in the class. Sounds and then I, I get an ex, a, another facilitator to facilitate it with me who, who brings uh, various singing bowls and gongs and takes people on a, a sound journey. You say you do your DJing. Uh, obviously, you, um, we've alluded it to already. It's reggae DJing. Uh, but how did you get into DJing? What was the what was that? What's the story behind that? Well, my girlfriend bought me my first set of turntables when I was sixteen, which is um, you know coming up twenty years ago. 
and um, I started mixing sort of rave music, if you like, in my bedroom. And my parents didn't quite like that. They used to <laughs> they used to flick the electric off down at the fuse board, and the turntables would just stop spinning. But then, um, <laughs> as I got older, I've, I've invested in in better turntables, and um, now I can play them on my narrow boat where where volume <laughs> is not an issue. There's, there's quite a juxtaposition there between the, your yoga self and your DJ self. That seems to be polar apart from me. How does that kind of work in? Yeah, well, when I sort of when I was growing up in in leaving school, I was I was very much into the rave scene, and I used to go to raves all over the country every weekend. Wow! And um, when I was 21, I sort of went travelling off to Australia and and travelled around the world, going to various raves in and jungle parties in. <laughs> in all sorts and then when I was in Canada about four or five years ago I, I found um I went to an ecstatic dance class on New Year's Eve and it was quite the opposite to what I was used to but it was a it was a three-hour ecstatic dance and it was a sober party but they played quite upbeat rave music for a good two or three hours and there was a guy playing a djembe drum in the middle in the middle of the the, the class there and to my surprise there was also other ravers in the room and I left that I left that event at like two three in the morning feeling really ecstatic and high and and then I walked through I was in Vancouver at the time in Canada and I walked through downtown Vancouver to walk about two or three miles to a house party and I saw people coming out the clubs and the pubs all drunk stumbling into taxis and sort of the penny dropped a little bit there and and that's that was sort of the the start of my yoga journey if you like I started getting into yoga a lot more and partying a little bit less. Wow. So so you found a place that had the benefits of the kind of the, the ravey music, but not the ravey atmosphere. Well, it was the music, but it was also the connection to people as well. It was the connection that I I liked having having this connection with other humans. And when I used to go to the raves, it was with a crew of people and we'd see people that we'd usually see at, at other raves. Okay. Um, like the weeks and months before earlier on in the year and there was sort of a community of people and I just I just found that community in yoga as well and and connecting with people and myself yeah. so where, where does the reggae come in well which point did you make the transition from um, from trance or, or well, drum and bass was, to reggae when I was traveling around I used to um, put Bob Marley on on my headphones I had some Dre Beats headphones and I used to put them on when I was on the 12-hour buses and and felt a real connection to Bob Marley in, in the lyrics in his music. And I was I was getting into reggae music then and and I travelled to Jamaica and and travelled around Jamaica. I went and stayed in a Rasta camp and, and oh, nice. hitchhiked around Jamaica for a little bit and, and that, that it just grew my my love for reggae music. And then um a few years ago I inherited a, a reggae collection off off of um one of my friend's dads. And and he had a yeah quite an extensive collection of original reggae vinyl from from the eighties. He was wow. he was an avid vinyl listener and player and collector back in the day. I think that's quite a nice little segue actually because uh, we're going to celebrate the fact that you you you're a DJ that you've got this vinyl collection and we're going to do a show. But it's more than just a gig, isn't it? It's not just a, just a guy spinning some some tunes. There is a, a sort of a, a desire behind this to reconnect people again, isn't there? That's the intention behind it is to sort of create some connection on the dance floor and just recreate like um, 
the vibe that it was years ago before sort of phones come into play. Before the internet. <laughs> yeah, in TV and, and now, you know, the society is shaped by a lot of um, role models in, in TV shows and whatnot. I just want to sort of drop all the masks and and just connect on a dance floor and just, just be in the moment. Um, be in the moment with the music. Floor. Yeah, exactly. And just be present there and, and just have a good old dance. I mean, my intention is just to get everybody dancing, basically. The, the, the sort of reggae tradition would be a sound system, wouldn't it, where the, people would bring their equipment, they'd set it up, and it, it was more than the sum of the parts. Of, it's not just a case of playing music. There is so much more to this. It's about that community. It's about drinking together, socialising together, but also that, that all together, packing, setting it up and packing it down. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the sound system culture for you, the... The whole part of it was they would they would gather their sound system and they would take it to to a venue and set up the sound system and then have a have a big party and they at the end of the party they'd take all their sound system down and pack it all back in the car and then take it back to to wherever it was stored and and that was that's that's all part of the the fun and the culture of the the music and in the event. So back in those days, they probably didn't have health and safety laws. Um, <laughs> we, we've got uh, obviously we've we've kind of gone full circle, really, because we're gonna we're gonna try and and, and recreate this this experience. Um, we want we've got I think we've got authentic sound. We've got an authentic person who's interested in it, and obviously we've got a really posh, plush looking, amazing venue. I'm really hoping that people can respond to that and they they feel vibey in the space along with what, everything that you're doing. Um, one, one thing, just listening to you there, Mark, you, you really have travelled the world. It seems like you're following your ears around the globe. How, was that something that was always in your mind when you were younger to think I'm going to go and get these experiences or did it kind of just happen as a spur of the moment thing? I mean, no, I, I actually went travelling to sort of get away from the rave scene, if you like, in all the partying. And you know, I, was, I was sort of pretty much done with it. I'd, I, I'd gone over the country every weekend and I was, I was getting a little bit bored of it. But then when I... When I landed in Bangkok, it was just yeah, a whole new world of parties and raves, and I just got lost in it for, for quite a long time. <laughs> so when, when are you going to make yourself over to Mongolia and get into sort of Mongolian throat singing? <laughs> um, well, I've actually got a friend who, who does the throat singing, and he comes in no and helps me facilitate classes. It's we uh, we need to start promoting some of these events because we need to promote the thing that you're talking about, Kieran, uh, which I'm assuming is at Trowbridge Town Hall, and we also need to promote Karma Tree if people want to find out more and, and attend. So where do we start? Karma Tree is just undergoing a rebirth process. So the only place that it is at the moment is on Facebook. It has my contact details on there, and all the events are put on the Facebook page. Uh, the show itself is Saturday, the 2nd of April. It's actually the first gig at the Town Hall um, that is from the last period of music. We're going into a new period of music and it's the first gig. So we're really leading on something which I think I'm hoping is appealing to a broad spectrum of Trowbridge, which previously haven't been catered for. Uh, we did do a um, sort of Jamaican event a couple of years ago and it was absolutely packed. And we're really hoping that if we can get across that diversity and that interest, it's not just a venue for white middle class people in Trowbridge. It's a venue for everyone. And we want to, to reach people that otherwise wouldn't come to the venue. And I really think this, this show, this event can do that. So it's Saturday, the 2nd of April. Mark's DJing. Mark has a friend who's DJing. It's rum. It's reggae. It's going to be fantastic. 
the reason I sort of chose to to do this event at the town hall and what inspired me is is because I was teaching upstairs in I went down the the building is just such an amazing venue it's got so much character it's so old it's it really um, draws me in actually and when I saw the music venue there it's quite industrial and it was very unique to Trowbridge and anything around and it was just it just felt so right to to do an event there it's just such a, a great venue. <laughs> I agree with and, you, man. And I, I think the more people that see it, the more people that will buy it and believe it and, and really buy into it. But like, I could have scripted that for you, but I didn't. You said that of your own volition. So you get it. And just the other thing that I wanted to add is, yeah, my, my other intention for the, for the event is to, to draw in a, a diverse crowd of people. I want to create diversity and connection on the, on the dance floor there. So well, we, we ask our guests to, to uh, pick a tune for us to play straight after the interview. So what have you chosen for us? The track I've chosen is You Are My Sunshine by The Mighty Rudo. And why have you picked that one? Um, because I was literally just listening to it on a 12-inch 12 12-inch 12 vinyl and you dropped the bomb saying you need to pick a track for this. Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> it was just going over in my head. So I was just, it just, you know, it was already in my head. So it was the first song that was there without any thought. Child with the fun That's how my life 
yeah, that that track is "You Are My Sunshine" by uh, the mighty mighty Rudo. It's the the mighty Rudo. Rudo, the mighty you are Rudolph. my sunshine. When I say that English is my first language, I'm not sure people would believe me. <laughs> Either that, or you're having a stroke, John. Have you had an aspirin today? I have not had an aspirin today. No. Get one down you. It thins your blood. So good luck. Cool. Thank you for that excellent advice. And um, that track was uh, Mark's uh, tip. And uh, if you're interested in a reggae night, then um, have a look on the Trebridge Town Hall website. Please do. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, uh, the Mighty Festival. Well, last week we talked about the Mighty Festival. This time, going to look at the Lechlade Festival up in uh, in the Cotswolds, which happens at the end of May. It's the 27th to 29th of May. Another festival that's been postponed for a couple of years, but it is back this year. In a similar way to Mighty, they have slight local and smaller acts on during the day, but then they get a couple of big name acts to, to finish the night off. This time around, they've got Alexandra Burke and the Boomtown Rats. They're big acts. It's They're great acts. When, when little festivals, like localised festivals, get these massive acts to, to finish the night off. They've also got a band in code. I wanted to check your Rolodex of bands because this name is incredible. Frankenstein's Lobster. I want to get tickets just oh my to God. See what they do. Oh my God, I don't know them at all. Let me uh, look you them look up. Them that up sounds you, amazing. You book them. Uh, but yeah, that's Letchley Festival at 27th of May. A couple of other bits of news I, I noticed. One thing that's quite sad, Baylor in Swindon has closed its doors. Oh, that is sad, isn't it? Yeah, I saw the post on Facebook. So Baylor, it's a very small coffee shop slash venue on uh, the main road. It's just down from the Vic, isn't it, in, in Swindon? It's just opposite the road. Yeah, you've got the, you've got the nightclub and then you've got Baylor. Yeah, and it, it always had a reputation for being that place that you would go just to sit and, and listen to there's, there's usually something happening and there's a really friendly bunch in there so it's really sad that we've lost that place that is really sad he he, he was a dj as well um they used uh, and he used to play a lot of cool ambient stuff and you'd sit there and drink your coffee and listen to some really cool sounds it, it really is was quite unique actually swindon had two really amazing coffee places there was dark dream expresso at the bottom end of town and then Baylor at the top end of town um i think that's really sad that it's gone so yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and, uh, the other piece of news that I, I spotted on, I think it was on the BBC, uh, the exchange in Bristol, the guy who runs it, who has, is Matt, isn't it? Is it Matt? Matt, yeah. He was talking about how their lineup, in his words, has been decimated because international bands are not coming over still, which we, we have talked about on this show many months ago. We were saying that when when all the lockdowns are that finish, it's going to we're going to kind of stick with UK for the moment and then the international bands will eventually feed back in. But but yeah, the, um, the exchange had a lot of international names booked in their lineup. So now they're, they're really having to redraft the, their schedule for, for the coming few months. But you know all about re- rescheduling your schedules. Yes, it's, it's a madness. I'm not really enjoying it right now, John. I've got to um, sort out a pickle in a minute. It's like doing a crossword when you've got all the words, but none of them actually fit. You've got to try and move them all around so they fit. And I'm not really enjoying it, if I'm honest. Your life is just one big 12-letter wordle. <laughs> but update, John, update. Frankenstein's Lobster are the world's only, probably, rock ukulele band. Drums and vocals, rhythm ukulele, vocals, Zaz and Kazoo, bass ukulele and vocals, and then lead vocals and lead ukulele. There's four of them. They all play ukulele. Book them. Well, Let's I'll get try, them. John. I'll try, OK? OK, we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with us, you can email cheerisolation at gmail.com or you can find us on Line shearisolation.co.uk streaming services and obviously we're here same time every week uh kieran thank you for taking time out of your rescheduling scheduling evening to to chat to me today yes mate always a pleasure to have a chat and uh, we'll be back next week see you later hey care ma'am
，拜拜。